Today's scripture reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 13, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters. Idolaters? Idolaters. Sorry. (laughs) As some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. We should not commit sexual immorality, as some of them did, and in in one day 23,000 of them died. We should not test Christ, as some of them did, and were killed by snakes, and do not grumble, as some of them did, and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us, on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you very much, Jackie. I don't know about you, but some mornings I have a hard time getting started, getting going. And in those days, I find it helpful to begin with a sense of humor. Isn't it good to have a sense of humor? So our first image today is a little cartoon that I have. Probably can't read it back there, but this little boy's coming to his mother and he's saying, Before I tell you what happened, Mom... Remember, the Lord will never give you more than you can handle. It's also a good thing she's sitting down probably too. This verse 13 of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that Jackie ended with in our reading today has been the consternation to a lot of people over a lot of time. Different translators and different translations interpret it in different ways. And Over the course of time, many people have come to the conclusion that this verse simply says it this way, God never gives you more than you can handle. First of all, do you believe that? God never gives you more than you can handle. I remember my dad telling me that one time, I was a little little guy, about fourth grade I think it was, and I was going through a difficult time of testing And I remember that very clearly, and I thought, that had to be wrong. That sometimes it just seems like the stuff that happens in life is more than at least I can handle at times. I don't know about you, but things come in more than threes and fours. And sometimes in the wave of life, the waves get bigger and come crashing down, and it's, it's hard to believe that God doesn't give us more than we can handle. I remember looking at my dad that, that year when he had said that to me. I said to him, well, Dad, I'm not sure if God knows me very well then. 
I found this quote this week. If God never gives you more than you can handle, I must be superwoman. Because sometimes it seems like you're given a lot. And how do we handle the ups and the downs of life? How do we handle stress? How do we handle situations that seem bigger than life and bigger than us? Sometimes it's hard and not easy to deal with the things that come our way. Knowing, first of all, that God is there for us is helpful. But to say that God doesn't give us more than we can handle is a pretty big statement. I spent a good part of two days last week really kind of researching this passage and this verse in particular. And I found scholars and preachers and social teachers all over the map on this one verse. There are some who simply don't believe that it means God won't give us more than we can handle. In fact, I heard some say this. God will, in fact, give you more than you can handle. I don't believe that. This me. I don't understand why things happen in life the way that they do sometimes. I am a questioner. I'm like doubting Thomas sometimes. But I don't believe fundamentally that God will give us more than we can handle. I also think it behooves us to think about the things that come at us. Sometimes the things that come at us are not from God at all, right? Sometimes things that happen to us just happen. And God is there for us, but I think it's wrong for us to say that God causes everything bad that happens to us. I don't believe that. I think God wants good for us, and God's will is perfect. Yes, sometimes life feels overwhelming. Yes, sometimes I question, how can I get through certain times? I think you ask that question sometimes, too. But to say that God is the cause of all the stress, I think, puts the own God where it doesn't belong there, maybe at all. God is there for us, not causing the pain and the stress that we suffer. I like this quote. If it's God saying this, I will never, never give you more than you can take. Can't really see it back there, up there, I mean. But I will never let you break. A little bit better in the back, I think it is, a little brighter. So I will never give you more than you can take. I will never, let, I'll let you bend, but never let you break. There's an old song in the country music world that uh, have been replayed by many different art artists. And it talks about bending. In love, we bend, right? Our love for each other, we see ups and downs in our relationships between a mother and a father or between spouses. We can bend, but we don't want to break. And God is there for us all the time. All we have to do is ask and sometimes we don't even have to do that, and God is still there for us. That piece you played, Marty, I know from before, and you were right today that it really fit with our theme and with the call to worship today. And it goes back to an ancient, probably one of the earliest prayers in the early church. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. 
I pray that prayer a lot. Almost every morning I pray, God, have mercy on me. And today when Marty said that to us, I, I kind of got stuck and I'm thinking, what is mercy? Mercy is forgiveness from somebody who has power over us and who shouldn't forgive us. That's God. God could punish me for all the sin in my life, but Jesus was sent by God to die on the cross for all of my sin and all of your sin and all the sin of the world, and that gives us the chance to be called sons and daughters of God. I'm not worthy to be a son of God. I know me and God knows me. And I am not worthy. But God loves me anyway. That's mercy. And there is mercy still in our life and even, dare I say, in our world. You won't find it on the news or on social media too often. But you'll find it in places like music and lyrics. You'll find it in stories that pop up once in a while in the news stories that tell a positive thing instead of a negative one. And there is mercy in our world because God is still active and still lives in our world. Every day. Friday, I was waiting for a phone call from... Gary Rice from the funeral home here because I knew that the family was going to be meeting with them at 1 o'clock, and so I was ready for a phone call to make sure we could make the plans for the funeral. And you know, 59 years is just way too young. Marco had a lot of health problems, but I had heard he was supposed to be going home the very next day, and then that next day he died. We don't know what's around the next corner. We don't know what we're going to have to handle. We don't know what is going to happen to our lives or to our families. But there are some things that we do know. And that's what Paul wanted to tell the people in Corinth. And those words he spoke then are applicable to our own time today. One thing he said was, and you heard Jackie read it, don't be like them. Don't be like the ones who got into trouble, got into sin because they couldn't control themselves. Don't be like that. Do better. I think all of us parents and grandparents, don't we want more for our children than we had? Not just in material things, but in blessings of life. And when we look at our children and they're succeeding and doing so well, not just in material things, but in spiritual things, isn't that a great feeling? I mean, I can look at my two children, and the other day I was talking to somebody and they said, you've done a really good job. I said, no, it wasn't me. It was kind of in spite of me. And then yesterday evening, I was doing some cleaning up at the home and changing a few things around, and I found some picture albums that I hadn't seen for a long time when my kids were in preschool. Oh, my heavens, Cliff. I mean, oh, my goodness. They were so stinking cute. I mean, to tell you. And it's amazing to see the progression of, of life and how they have done and how we all go through ups and downs. They lost their mom four years ago, as you did, Marisa. And yet, that doesn't stop you. Right? You know, we have the ups and the downs of life. We have the things that tear our insides out. 
and we don't know how we're going to handle things. But here's the thing. We never have to handle them alone. Because God is on our side and God is with us every day, even when we don't realize it, even when we don't acknowledge it. God is there for us. There's nothing in this world that we can't face. Now, do you believe that? Oh, not so convinced, are you? See, it's a big thing to say that because you don't want to say that something big might happen then, right? There's nothing in the world, nothing in the universe that can break us. That old song by MC Hammer, You Can't Touch This. Remember that song? You Can't Touch This. Right? That's so true for us Christians. Not that we are special, but we're protected. We have a God who is with us every day, all the way. No question about it. If I say God is good, what's your response? God is good. All the time. And all the time? No question, right? God blesses me and God blesses you every day. It's just that sometimes I get too busy and don't realize it. Or we get so overwhelmed with things in our life that we kind of kind of bury our head in the sand and don't realize God's there for us. Or we get worried. And when we worry, we often forget to go to God. But God is there for us every day, all the way. Mother Teresa has this quote, and I just found it this week, actually, I think on Tuesday. It's a powerful quote. She kind of uses the words I said to my dad, but turns them in a very positive way. She says, I know God will not give me anything I can't handle. Let's just stop there for a minute. That's what I believe. I don't believe there's anything in the world that we, that I, that you, cannot handle. Now, does it mean it's going to be easy? Does it mean that life's always going to be a primrose path and full of roses and all gushy-gushy? That's not reality, right? But there's nothing we can't handle. I loved it when I was a student in school, and one of my colleagues, my co-students, would look at me and say, you won't be able to pass that test. You're too dumb. I love that. Because to me, there is no greater motivation than for you to tell me I can't do something. I'm going to show you then. Motivation is a wonderful thing. And to know something, to really deep down know something, I think is amazing. There are a lot of people in my life that have known a lot of things. I I think back to my dad and I think back to my grandparents, my grandpa, my one grandpa, Shank. What he had in his head and what he knew, even though he never got a high school education, I could stand here today and say he was smarter than me at this point in my life. He knew so many things that I can't even begin to explain the things that he knew. When you know something, when you deep down know something, there's got to be a feeling of contentment there. There's a lot of things I don't know. 
And that's not a feeling of contentment. But when I know something, when I am sure and solid about something, then I'm confident. And I'm not wishy-washy. And I'm not fearful or worrisome. Because then I know something. And if Teresa says, I know that God will not give me anything I can't handle. And if I can say that, then there's power in even just that statement. Remember when Jesus is talking to Peter, pretty late in the ministry of Jesus, and Jesus looks at Peter, his disciple, and he looks him in the eye and he says, Get behind me, Satan. Remember that story? Sometimes we have to name what something is. Sin is sin. Wrong is wrong. Right is right. Some things are black and white. Not everything. There's some gray area in a lot of places, I think. At least in my understanding of things. But there are some things that we can just know. Let's begin very simply. Do you know there's a God? We asked new members that very simple question. And last week at 11 o'clock, we had a new member join our church. And we have two kind of other questions that we asked. And this third question is, do you believe in Jesus? And before I could even get the S out of the word Jesus, she said, oh, yeah. I mean, she was absolutely convinced There wasn't a doubt or a shadow of doubt in her mind. That's what it's like when you know something, when you know God is. There's a lot of things in life that we wonder if they're real. You know, we can we can touch things and know things are real by by seeing them and, and maybe hearing them, being with them. But there are things that are real in our life that we can't see as well, don't you think? I mean, can anybody see love? We can see the acts of love, but we don't see love. We see somebody loving us, but we don't see love. But don't we know that love exists? Of course we do. Obviously we do. We wouldn't get married otherwise, right? Love exists even if we can't see it face to face. We see the byproducts of it. We don't see it. Same with God. We can't see God, can we? At least yet. But we know that God exists. God is. So she says, I know God will not give me anything I can't handle. But she doesn't stop there. She adds a second sentence. I just wish that he didn't trust me so much. There's a a saying and a thought that the closer you are to God the more temptation may come in your life. And here's the theory. If you were the devil sitting somewhere and saw, we'll pick up Marisa again, saw Marisa getting close to God, wouldn't you as the devil think, "Uh uh-oh, better work on her a little more because she's getting away from me, right? She's getting too close to God and I don't want to lose her. So when we get close to God, when things are going right in our faith, that's when we might face some of the greatest temptation in our life or the greatest hardship in our life. Not because of cause and effect, 
but because some things are just evil. Some things are just bad. And sometimes those bad things come our way even though we didn't ask for them and even though we don't deserve them. Bad things happen to good people. I'm sorry to say, but that's true. It does happen. The mark of a believer and the mark of Mother Teresa, I believe, is how we handle those times. Do we roll over and give in? Or worse, do we bellyache and complain? Oh, woe is me. Or do we get a stiff upper lip and say, we're going to march on. That first hymn, guide me, Jehovah. Guide me, lead me, direct me, guide my steps. That wasn't just for a bunch of people following Moses. That was for people like you and me that every day take steps in this world, and some steps are not going to be easy, and some steps are going to be hard, some are going to be steep, some are going to be holes in the ground some places, and yet we can say, let's lead on. Because God is with me and God has your back. I love this last quote, because this is really what I believe. Start each day by saying, Lord, there is nothing that can happen to me that you and I can't handle together. Do you believe that? If you start every day that way, I'm going to guess that it won't avoid bad things from happening to you. But I pretty much start a similar way every morning. Rick, I don't like to shave. It's one of my horrible thing, you know, but I guess I better or look pretty ragged, you know. But when I look in the mirror in the morning, the mirror tells the truth, doesn't it? Remember my dad saying one time, you know, I look in the mirror and who is that guy? The older I get, you know, who is that person in there? It's not how I feel like. When we step out of the shower and get ready to go for the day, there's a lot of things in our minds. Maybe we had a fitful rest of night, sleep. Maybe we have a big thing facing us today. Maybe something's going to happen that we didn't expect. All kinds of things can go haywire in our life. But if you walk hand in hand, arm in arm with God, there is nothing that you can't handle. My dad and I also often argued about the meaning of Scripture and interpreting the words. And one time we heard a sermon on this passage of 1 Corinthians, this verse 13 in the 10th chapter. And I said, Dad, that verse is talking about temptation and testing. It does not say God will never give you more than you can handle. And my dad would argue with me and say, you're wrong. You know, they have some pretty healthy discussions now that I'm 50-some years old, 54 this coming year, I think my dad was right. I think you can interpret this verse to say that God will never give you more than you can handle. I fundamentally believe that. God knows every single one of us. And God knows what we can and cannot handle. And sometimes you might surprise yourself because God has more faith in you than maybe even you do. 
start your day off right. And it'll end right. It might not end easy, but it'll end right. And start your life off right, and it'll end right. Back to MC Hammer. You can't touch this. Nobody can touch me. What's the worst that can happen? Somebody kills me? I go to heaven. What's wrong with that? You can't touch this. When you're God's, when you are God's daughter or God's son, nobody can touch you. Oh yeah, bad things will happen. We experience that all the time. Can't explain them. Don't know why. Bad things do happen. But nobody can touch God's child. Let us pray. God, we thank you for the words of Scripture that cause us to think so much and so well relate to us even in our own day. It's amazing, God, how these words from so long ago in Paul's day can still be debated and talked about even in our own day. Help us, God, this week to try to start off each day right with you. Teach us to trust in you and help us to know that you're with us and have our back along anything that happens to us in this world. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.